August is here, and it's time for school to start back. Whether that means you're homeschooling, you have preschoolers, or you're sending them to school and attending open houses, shopping for school supplies, and all the things, either way, this podcast is for you today. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so you will always be notified about new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a part of the Love Worth Finding Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey, friends. Today, whatever our path for schooling looks like, I think you and I can agree on this. You and I want our children to be champions, to experience success, whatever that looks like for them. Even if your children aren't champion readers, mathematicians, or sports players, we know that the best kind of champion is a champion for Jesus. So if you want to raise such champions, you need to feed them the breakfast of champions, the Bible. This is a quote that I'm referencing from a Bible study called A Future for the Family from my hosting ministry, Love Worth Finding, and I'll put the link to purchase that in the show notes if you're interested in doing that Bible study. It's a great one. But I love the ending of that quote. We need to feed our kids the breakfast of champions, the Bible. When I think about breakfast, I don't know how it is at your house, but most days at our house, um, unless it's like a special holiday like Christmas morning or a weekend brunch thing, breakfast looks different for everybody. (laughs) My husband doesn't eat it at all. And then one of my kids is going to want eggs and then another wants cereal or one wants muffins and another one wants just milk only. It's always something different, (laughs) especially on those church or school mornings that are earlier and a little crazier because we're all trying to get somewhere. I know that you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) The truth is, I am sure that you can identify with this, but our kids, they have a lot of different preferences, right? They're not all the same. And this is true about the simple things like breakfast, but really it's true about everything, right? Our children don't come with a standard instruction manual, even though that would be nice, but they don't. And we know this as moms already. That's not something I'm telling you that you don't already know. You know, every child has a different combination of genes, of talents, of likes, dislikes. Some like to be at home. Uh, Some are social butterflies. Some are leaders. Some are followers. And if you could describe each of your kids in five words, I would guess that you would probably have five different words for every one of your kids. I know that I would because God has designed them all differently, right? And that's a good thing. He keeps us on our toes, that's for sure. But in regards to this and our children being different, here is my back to school challenge for you today. I'm going to break it down into three different parts, but they all stem from one verse. And that verse is Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So first... The first challenge that I have, as you're training, as this verse says, your child, like Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. You have to realize that no two children are alike, like we've been talking about. So as your kids are starting back to school, we have to remember that Uh, we don't need to stress out about this. We just need to embrace it and we need to help them learn to embrace it too. This is very important because if they're better at math than English or they're better at art um, and they don't like PE or they're really good at music, but they're not so good at like reading and comprehending, 
that's okay. That's awesome because everybody is going to be different, right? And in fact, I think it's impossible, right? We know this as adults. It's impossible to be good at everything. Perfection is impossible, right? And living a life without sin or shortcomings is impossible too. That goes along with not being able to be perfect. And so we need to be really clear and share this with our kids that we already know this as adults, as their moms, that we're not perfect. I wasn't good at math in school. <laughs> I tell my kids that. Um, I was always a the reader and English lover. I couldn't stand math and I didn't make the best grades in math, but that didn't matter because ultimately the Lord had this role for me of writing and all these things. You never know what the Lord is going to do with the gifts that he's given them. So share that with them and let them take a breath so that they know that you don't expect them to be perfect and neither does the Lord. You know, even though we do want them to do their best, And we do want them to have high integrity so that when nobody's watching, that they're still being honest and making good decisions. But I don't expect my boys to be good at all the same things or to respond to discipline or affirmation in the same way or to like everything that they learn at school. I have one that loves school and I have one that can't stand school. Um, I don't want them to feel like they're letting me down because they make one bad grade or because they didn't make the honors club or the traveling team or whatever it might be at your house. You know, just make sure that they know, hey, We're all going to be different, and that's okay. I just want us to be trying our best and living our life for Jesus and making the best decisions that we can, even when nobody's watching. Which leads me to the next challenge. Are all, adults included, more nervous when something new starts, right? So as this new school year is starting up with new material to learn, um, new teachers to get to know, uh, new friends in their classroom, or if you're in a homeschool situation, maybe you're joining an association or something like that, and there's new kids to get to know. And this is where wisdom and discernment come into play, because every child is going to need it in different ways. And you may realize, hey, this fill in the blank whatever it is, okay, is not working the same for my younger child like it did for my older one. So I need to change something up here. And that's just based off of their personality differences. It may be the way that you discipline, a change in the way that they're learning. Maybe one needs to be in school and another one learns better at home. Or one has a learning disability that needs to be addressed and another one doesn't. Or maybe... You have some that need more social outlets. They're, they like to be around a lot of people, um, like being in a school club or on a team. And that's okay. And then some want to be at home more. They're a little more shy. But they're not supposed to be the same, so we should celebrate these differences. And the same goes for their spiritual growth, too. Um, one may have a tender heart for the Lord. You'll usually have one that does, and um, they may come to know the Lord earlier in life, while the other one may not. Um, Or you may have multiple children, and you have some that are sensitive to the things of the Lord, and then you might have some that are a little more curious. They like to challenge you a little bit more, ask more questions. Um, They want to know more about this God of the Bible, and they're not sure about things. They may have that more intellectual mind for learning, and they're, they're just curious at heart. Or you might have some that are really artistic and they're going to be more expressive and they want to listen to more worship music and do scripture coloring books or whatever it may be. Find out what makes your child get excited about the Lord and about the Bible and then try to do some of those things with them individually. 
And I know this is hard, especially if you have lots of kids, to give them that one-on-one attention, but it's so important. And I challenge you to find some time, whatever that might be for you, and just to tell them in those times, one-on-one, as these as this new school year is starting, I'm so glad that you're mine and that God made you the way that he did for a purpose, because the ways that they are different are ultimately going to reveal their spiritual gifts, right? And who God has made them to be as they grow up into adulthood. And so that's really exciting. A few examples of this might be when you have that one-on-one time with them is to tell them, mommy sees that you're being a leader with your other siblings or in the classroom. So I know the Lord wants to use you to lead others to him. Or your teacher told me that you're being a really great helper at school. And that makes me so proud because God loves a servant-hearted person. Or I love how you really observe others. You really listen and see things others don't. So God has gifted you to be sensitive to the things of others, to the needs of others, or how you're very very curious and you love to learn and ask lots of questions and God is going to use your mind to do some great things. So God has made them to be the way they are for a reason. So let's just embrace it, whether it's in schoolwork and friendships and sports, learning spiritual disciplines or whatever that may be. No children are the same. They can't be trained the same way. That's what this verse is saying. They all need love and affirmation, though. So find ways to tell them individually the things that you love about how God made them as they go back to school because they need this extra boost of confidence as they start this new year. The last challenge is as you're training and teaching your kids individually, You are embracing their differences with love and affirmation. But remember this, you will never be able to force Jesus on your kids. They won't believe it or live it just because you do, just because you tell them to, right? They won't crave to live justly and love God's word because you told them to do that. My dad is a football coach, and he says this, you can't teach kids to love the game of football, and how to tackle from reading a book or from just telling them. You have to show them. You have to let them play the game. You have to show them how to tackle. You have to let them run the plays. You have to let them make their own mistakes and learn from them. And that's how they learn to love the game of football. But the same is true for us moms. As the school year begins, Make sure that you are where you need to be, and I need to make sure that I'm where I need to be with Jesus, that I'm in his word, that you're in his word, that we're living it out, because that will be a natural overflow from us into our children. Adrian Rogers said, you can't get someone else excited about something that makes you yawn, right? If somebody's yawning when they're telling me about something, that's not exciting. And your kids, he also said, can spot a phony from a mile away. So true. I've shared that quote before. I love that quote. It's absolutely 100% true. We can't just tell our kids to love Jesus or train them to go to church or train them to pray before they eat or train them to pray before they go to bed. You know, we have to like live this thing out for them. We have to get excited about it and do it ourselves and get in God's word ourselves. And it must be in your heart before you you can ever expect it to be in your child's heart. 
right? And so whether you have kids that are, some are saved and some are not, you have really small littles that aren't saved yet. This is so important. They are going to be looking to you and we must be reading and gaining discernment and wisdom from the word of God so that we can recognize what our kids need, that we can recognize the differences in them and the ways that we need to be training them individually and uniquely to be who God made them to be. And so I'll close with this. I think this is something that is really important to include with this verse, Proverbs 22, 6. I've heard a lot of older moms in my life, moms that I've looked up to even, um, say to me, well, I raised all my kids the same in church and, you know, taught them all the same things. So I just don't understand why one of my kids went astray and the others didn't. And I I never thought anything about that statement before I really studied this verse, Proverbs 22, 6, and what we've really talked about today. But this verse is not a spiritual passcode. It's not a promise that if we train up our kids all the same way, that it means that they're all going to follow God, or if they're not following God as adults, that they will come back to Him. Absolutely, 100%. It does not mean that. It is, Proverbs are not promises. Um, they're, they're words of wisdom. And so when you hear someone say that, if you haven't already in your life, um, that's wrong, Uh, That's not actually true. The more I've studied this, the more that this has kind of been an eye-opening thing for me. So I wanted to share with you that a child might not come back to the Lord in in adulthood, or they might. Um, Only God knows that. We don't know that. Um, That is not—we cannot— make our children follow the Lord. We are not our children's saviors. Only God can do that. And it's not a guarantee, though, if you raised all your children the same way, as these moms like to say, that they will all end up the same. Because one thing I know for sure is God did make each of our children unique, and we need His help to recognize the differences of how to learn to love and affirm them and to teach them God's Word in the way that they as an individual, can best understand. That's what this verse is saying. It's saying to raise kids, to train kids individually to know the things of the Lord. So it's not just a standard one thing for for a whole household. And yes, it's a lot more work that we can't raise our kids on like a spiritual cookie cutter plan, right? That would be nice. It's work, right? It's a lot of work to think about that with every child that you have. It's going to need to be an individualized thing, but it's worth doing. It's worth doing, y'all. This is why we are mothers, to train up each child individually so that they can know who the Lord is and that they can live a life for him, both as a child and as an adult. And the second part of that verse says, when they're old, they will not depart from it, right? So if you've done this, this is a huge calling for us moms. If you have raised them individually to know according to his own way is what the Bible says in the notes, which means according to each one of their personalities, they will not depart from it. So you see, it's not just a one and done plan for a family. But I know this is a big job for us moms. It's a huge calling, but it's also a great challenge as we start a new school year back um, so that we can affirm and love our kids in those individual ways. And we can teach them the Bible um, according to how God has made them. It's so important. But that's all I have for today. Don't forget to check out that Future for the Family Bible Study from Lover Finding. Um, I also have a free Proverbs Bible Study, too, um, if you are wanting 
to from that third challenge to get in the Word of God yourself and you don't know how to get started. Both of those are linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to share this episode with a friend and follow me on Instagram at faithful31moms. If you have been blessed by this love worth finding ministry and would like to give, there will be a link for that in the show notes as well. Thanks again for listening and remember to keep up the good work of pointing your kids to Jesus.